What's up, everybody? We are finally back for the next episode of Weekly Mana. Hello, everybody. So this episode, to continue our Hidden Heroes series, is going to be about Ananias, a guy you may or may not have heard of from the New Testament. And before we go any farther, we really, 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 really want to apologize for such a long delay. Life gets in the way sometimes, and that's no excuse. We know you missed us. We know you wanted to hear us. And it is our fault that we couldn't deliver. So we want to apologize again, and we hope that we haven't lost anybody and y'all are still here to listen to our beautiful voices. If there are any of you to lose. Yeah, that's a good point. We might not have had <laughs> listeners to begin with anyway. But if anybody's out there, we're back. Better than ever. Like Jordan the 4-5. You yeah. know what that means? No. <laughs> when Michael Jordan played basketball for the Bulls, the first time he was there, he's in... He wore number 23, then he left to play baseball when his dad died. And when he came back after the year and a half, two-year absence, he wore 45. So we okay. back we back like Jordan in the 4-5. Got, gotcha. You know, basketball references. Yeah. I got you basketball fans out there. Next time we'll try football. I don't know Maybe. anybody that came back wearing the, any number. Uh, back like Marshawn Lynch in Oakland. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back to Jesus. All right, back to Jesus. We're uh, so again. We're talking about Ananias today, and uh, just his crazy amount of faith. But I think to really get a grasp on who Ananias is, we have to talk a little bit about who Paul was. Paul? Don't you mean Saul? Why? <laughs> Why don't we go <laughs> kids camp? <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Saul, alright? I'm, I'm talking about the big bad dude that would go around and basically just crucify Christians. He was this religious leader that, I mean, he went around, he killed women, he killed children, he killed just anybody that believed in Jesus. He was relentless. Not to be confused with King Saul in the Old Testament. They are different. We might have had a slight confusion with that about two minutes ago. <laughs> We won't say who, but uh, you can guess. Randier. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, so. <laughs> okay. Back on topic. Back what are you doing, is, Austin? This, I know. I'm just so off topic today. <laughs> okay. So, um, like I said, Saul, he was this, this really bad dude, but... On the road to Damascus, as some of you may have heard, he was blinded by God. And so Ananias comes into play here. And I'm just going to I'm going to read a scripture for you, and it is Acts chapter 9, 10 through 18. And that says, Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, Go over to the straight street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I have heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings 
as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eye and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Word. Cool. So, man, the first thing I kind of want to point out is just in that first couple verses there, and it's when the Lord calls out to Ananias, just says his name, and Ananias immediately, yes, Lord. What if we as Christians reacted that way every time we heard the Lord call us to do something? Yeah, I... I mean, what if we as Christians heard that? I mean, like, don't even, don't even, like, like acknowledge that he called. Not even that if we reacted like that. But I, I find that sometimes, you know, whenever God's probably talking to me, I just write it off as maybe I'm just crazy. Like, why would he talk to me? Why would he choose me? But I think that's where the faith comes in. You know, Ananias, a faithful believer, you know, he hears the voice of God and he recognizes it. No, you're so, right, yeah. Like, so, and I'm not saying, like, I have trouble with this as well. So how do we, I guess maybe, this is another question entirely. How do we differentiate the voices of the enemy versus the voices of the Lord? Uh, I, I think that that is kind of like discernment that God places on us. Okay. And you have to ask for that, I believe. And this could be way off topic. This is where you guys get to talk to us about that, what you think too. Because this may be... You know, this is just us coming in with our ideas. If you think that that is not what that is interpreted as all, we can talk about it. But, like, to me, that's that's discernment. And you, you can discern the voice of God versus... And, like, whenever, whenever I have those moments... Because I 100% have moments quite often where I'm like, God, is this you speaking to me? Is this something that I want? Is this the devil trying to whisper evil in my ear? You know, I've had that many, many times. Uh, particularly dealing with like relationships and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact where I've been like, God, is this a relationship that you want me to be in? Uh, is this a relationship that, you know, I just want to be in, so I'm pretending it's what you've said. I know people who just kind of like, maybe they are saying what God is telling them, I'm not to judge, but when you see how the outcome turns out and things that happen, it feels like they're forcing God's words on him, so to speak. And just being like, I want this to be what you said, God, so I'm going to have it be. And God, I'm not saying that he won't bless that or he won't mm-hmm. make something out of it. Because he will. Because no matter what our choices is, God can turn that into his into His favor and use it some way to be a blessing to him. I fully believe that. But what I'm saying is, is like sometimes in my relationships personally, maybe I've had the argument with God that I want this relationship to happen and it's bit me in the butt and then god taught me a lesson using that later but you're right like do we how do we know it's the enemy how do we know it's god and that all that to say i think that when we pray for discernment god will lead us closer to what he is saying i also think it has something to do with uh, laying your cross down daily and it's kind of a cliche line that we hear through church all the time picking it up yeah Pick up, well, pick up your cross daily, but lay it on the shoulders of Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's it's a matter of, um, we can't get through this day alone. We, we as a people, we need 
we need Jesus so that we can understand what God says to us. And with Ananias here, a believer, it, it's, it's kind of like, have you ever, okay, this is a weird example, but every time I read the scripture, I think of this. Have you ever had one of those moments where you heard, you know you heard someone call your name, but there was no one there? Uh, I mean, I've had those moments, but I almost always know they're God because I'm normally talking to him. Okay, well that's cool, because so. my moments, I am never speaking to God, and it's just like, I hear somebody call my name, and I almost never think, what oh, was that God? But when I read this scripture, and there's actually another scripture, and it's uh, in Samuel, that Samuel hears the voice of God, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, and I feel more like Samuel on this, where I don't recognize it. Are you talking about the one where he thinks it's his, uh, it's not his father, but when he's when he's dedicated to the temple, and he keeps thinking that's the... Mm -hmm. it, that that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And uh, so I feel more like that. And, and so, what if we, when we hear that voice, we just said, "Yes, Lord." Yeah, so. it's it's a response that you know we should strive to work toward. Because I mean, that's you know, here I am, send me. Such a hard thing, such an easy thing to say, such a hard thing to do. And, and the crazy thing is, we've already talked about how hard it is to hear the voice of God and to understand what he's saying and to just accept that. Now let's think of Ananias who just said, <laughs> yes, Lord. And now God has been like, okay, now Ananias, I need you to go lay hands on the most dangerous person in the world to you. Doesn't this kind of feel like a, not modern day now, but for them, a modern day Jonah? Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> like Jonah knew that. The people of Nineveh didn't want anything to do with him or his God. And God was like, hey, go preach to these people. And he's like, uh, are you sure, God? The, the difference being, Jonah didn't do it. No, yeah, first. they're different outcomes. But it's yeah. the same beginnings. Yeah, for sure. And and it's uh, Ananias is kind of like, just restates what God has said. And he's kind it's kind of that moment where, you know... I'm going to relate this to football. I'm going to say it's that moment where your coach says, you see that 350-pound guy? He's yours all game. And you're like, the coach, he's 350 pounds. <laughs> and coach is like, yep, you're going to have him. And that's it. And Ananias is like, well, okay, I guess that's it. And, and so it's, it's so cool because this is like if we were, walked up to somebody who had done terrible things to us and, and – we knew them to want to kill us. It's like if Osama bin Laden was still alive, it's like God just blinded him <laughs> and said, let's go lay your hands on this guy, heal him. He's going to be the greatest speaker for me in the whole world. That's the, that is the equivalent right here. I don't know if I could do it. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we just talked about, we don't know if we could answer God. <laughs> it's yeah, man, it's different. So, I mean, Ananias, he has this faith, and he just goes up and lays hands on Saul. Like, so, I guess my question is, if we hear God's voice, and he tells us what we need to do, what is something that would strengthen us and, and give you more strength? And maybe you guys can answer this question for us, too, because this is definitely something that is very hard for me personally, is to just jump right into whatever God tells me to do. Yeah, maybe almost how is how is like Christian brothers and sisters, how can we so like for you and me this podcast very much is a bringing us together and in an attempt for us to, you know, strengthen each other's faith so we can be 
you know, stronger followers, better, better believers, however you want to word it. Like, mm-hmm. so just me talking to you here, let's forget these people on the other end of this computer. Okay. So how, how is this something where me and you can encourage each other to be like, Hey, I want to encourage you today. When you hear the voice of Jesus, listen and say, yes, Lord, and be ready to go. Man, that's a scary sentence to even say, like, to be, to just be willing to say yes, Lord, to something that he's going to ask of us. Like, I've got a situation in my life right now where I wasn't looking for it, I prayed for it, and now I've got to, you know, it's not precisely where I wanted to go, but I think it's where God's calling me. And okay. so I'm, I'm dealing with one of those situations right now, like, where, and I'm wrestling with is this is it really me needing to go there? I mean, I prayed for it. It would make sense that that's where God wants me to go. I'm getting outrageous backlash in this situation where you know my faith has kind of hit like a large mountain, and so I'm trying to just wade through that while trying to figure it out. So this is a perfect situation for me to like learn is the yes, Lord, am I ready to say yes, Lord? I say I'm ready to say yes, Lord mm-hmm. i you know I've been praying for almost two years, God just Give me that give me that opportunity and I'll be ready to go. And he gives me the opportunity and maybe a place I wasn't exactly ready to go. Am I gonna be willing to step out, you know, yeah. send me out in the this oceans, is, call this, me out upon the waters? A season this is a season in your life where you, you've gotta the faith is being tested. And you've got to find out if this is where you sink or you swim. Yeah. It is. And you know, it's it's hard. Like there's days there's days that I don't even want to like pray about it because I'm just like I don't know where like it's not where I want to be. I mean, mm-hmm. it's what I want to be doing, but it's not where I want to be. Does that make sense? It's not where I thought I would be. I, if it's in God's will, I want to be there. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Jonah and you're mentioning this. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, because that's exactly how Jonah's story went. You know, we were supposed to do Josiah tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any coincidence that God led us to Ananias instead. Yeah. I really don't. This is this is this is for me. <laughs> I hope anybody out there listening that this is hitting you guys on something you want too cuz I'm having a blast and I'm scared to death right now talking about it. It's uh I actually I just looked down and saw something that I have written down in my notes here and it says surrender is before and after. It's before Jesus and it's after Jesus. So you surrender to Jesus, and then after you are continuing to surrender to Jesus. And it, I feel like sometimes we forget that. Like it's a, we repent, we say, okay, Jesus, I surrender. And then the next day it's like, well, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like you got to keep surrendering. That's a good, uh, I just finished a Bible study, um, a devotional on the Bible app. Um, on my phone, and it was a beginning every day with Jesus. Okay. And I found myself not beginning every day with Jesus, even while doing it. And I've been feeling really guilty about it. And so that's kind of my surrendering is like surrendering my morning of extra sleeping, trying to start mm. my day with Jesus. And so that's yeah. This, and but also yeah, surrendering every day anyway. But I, it's little things like that that like. Yes, Lord, I will wake up and do this for you so I can get a closer relationship with you. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that I I am also looking for, you know, just little things like that. But on a side note, I just, I'm just overwhelmed with, like, God right now. Because you ever have those moments where, like, 
you're just kind of like in a bubble lost trying to figure out what you're doing. Like this whole podcast talking about it, like I'm starting to get real emotional because it's been a moment of like realization that God is right there and this is like his will for me. And so mm-hmm. I come, I'm having so much fun guys. <laughs> we weren't even sure if we were going to be able to record tonight. Not and, at all. Yeah. <laughs> and God is just here speaking and having his way and man, he's awesome guys. I'm so glad we did this. It's uh, it's crazy to think that uh, it just took a little faith to start this podcast and start talking. And what what this has done for us, and I think this kind of will answer your question you asked earlier about how we keep each other accountable and how we keep each other growing in the faith, is this has convinced both of us to keep in the Word and to keep researching and reading things that we didn't know about before. That's kind of yeah. why we started with Hidden Heroes, because it was like, oh, let's pick some people we don't really know a whole lot about and let's research them. Mm-hmm. And it. It's actually been amazing. I have, I mean, we talked about Josiah, and that's a whole nother episode because that is probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever read about. But, I mean, Ananias here is no slouch either. I mean, yeah. it's just like you read about his faith, and it's only like 10 verses long. Like, you, you think of the Bible, and that's that's just a minute fraction of it. Yeah. But this dude had such a huge impact because without him, we don't have most of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. He is literally that spark that's shoots Saul into Paul and says, you know, let's do this. Yeah. And it's, honestly, it's just amazing that one ounce of faith can spark a revolution in somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. I love that you. we know about Paul. Everybody knows about Paul. Maybe not everybody knows about Ananias. And it's literally, it's just the smallest spark to start it. And like, it's just this little background thing that God put into play, this little background character that God used to create this whole thing. So for any of you out there who are thinking, you know, there's nothing that you can do to be like world changing for God, you can look at Ananias and see that even in the smallest of persons, the smallest of things, God is God can use that to do the biggest of things. And remember, if you're thinking, well, the recognition isn't on Ananias, Ananias doesn't care. KB's got a song where one of his lines, he says, if you forget my name, please remember my Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of us should be doing. And that's what, you know, Ananias probably had no no intention of being recognized, didn't even want to do it, was scared. But he did a brave thing in a small situation to kick off one of the greatest ministries other than Jesus's mm-hmm. that can even ever be told. Yeah. So don't ever think... That whatever God is asking you is too small of a task. Don't ever think that any small little inkling of a feeling you have of something you need to do is too small. Because that small thing God is asking you to do, all, all Ananias did was just go pray over him. So that small thing that God is asking you to do could tumbleweed into something so phenomenally world-changingly great that it could touch millions of people. Never underestimate the power of what God is asking you to do. I actually uh, heard a pastor speaking once about faith and talking to people. And he actually talked about this time. He was in a mall and he, he went and got some food and he went to the upper balcony and there was nobody up there. He sits down at this table and he starts eating his food. Somebody else comes up and sits right behind him. He said, I got so annoyed. <laughs> I got so annoyed. There's all these chairs up here on this balcony, and this person decides to sit behind me. How dare they (laughs) sit behind me when I'm just trying to eat my meal in peace? Cool move, bro. Yeah, and and then he says this guy gets up and goes away, and he just feels this weight, and it's like, 
wow, I just missed the perfect opportunity to share faith with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just goes to show, like, what if he had talked to that guy, sparked a revolution, that guy who went on and sparked a revolution and maybe 10 others who then went on and, ten, and it just yeah. multiplies. So what if we stop thinking about the what ifs afterwards and we start acting like we can think about what now? Or the small things. Yeah, that goes perfectly with like to go piggyback off that. What if we stopped thinking about how can God make me a world changer and thinking about how we're going to look to the world and be like, how can I show the world that God can change it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about me. I don't have to be on the spotlight, in no. the spotlight. Like, we shouldn't want it. No. It's not It's not our job to be in the spotlight. We've got to be pointing that spotlight at Jesus. Mm-hmm. We don't want the world to remember our name. No, we're not the ones that's going to save everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's just sometimes that, like, that was one of the things when I first answered the call to preach, actually, that I was so scared. Like, I was so scared for a lot of reasons to, like, be a preacher. But, like, one of them, I remember, like, being like, I I liked, like, because when I played basketball, you know, I liked getting the ball. I liked scoring. I used to do that thing where I had all the guys circle around me, and I would, like, get them pumped up. And that circle of attention's fun. Mm-hmm. I was so terrified that if I started preaching that circle of attention, I would want it on me and be like, I wanted everybody to be like, he's such a good preacher. He's so good at this. And I I have, like, when I preach, I have to remember this is not about me. God, don't make it about me. And God has humbled me in some of my messages when I started to get that way. There mm-hmm. are many times where I prepared in a way where I wanted it to be about me. And it, one time in particular, and it was just an awful message. Like, everything went wrong that could. I just fumbled over all my words, everything. And at the end of the message... I was like, that was terrible. There's no way that they're ever going to ask me back. And every, like, multiple people came up to me and was like, the subject magic subject matter you went over, we heard from another preacher today. God must have really needed us to hear that. And it humbled me and was like, it's, it's not about me. And I think Ananias is a perfect example of that because he's hidden. Mm-hmm. And like we said, he, he kicks off this revolution of Christianity. And most people don't know his name. Right. The Ananias that I knew before this was the one that uh, got like died because he lied about tithing. So not this guy. <laughs> no. not this, this guy probably was right on point with that. <laughs> I mean, he made scales fall off of Paul's eyes. Like I don't know of any diseases that cause scaly eyes. But oh, shingles, isn't it? Kind of shingles causes scaly eyes. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what it is. I feel like it's I, something like that. I don't know about that, but if he touched some shingles, he's got some real faith. <laughs> I don't. I thought that's what they did. There's probably people on this podcast listening, laughing at me so hard. Like this guy doesn't even know what shingles is. You know what? I don't know. Let's just leave it at that. Paul had shingles. <laughs> Quote. Perfect. That, I'm good with it. Don't worry, because I'm googling it now. Okay. You just keep talking to him. I'll let you know. Well, I don't even know how to follow that up. That was such a good point. Um, well, I mean, gosh. Don't worry, we'll cut it out. <laughs> nah, let's let's leave the confusion in here. We're just going to leave this big empty space of um, nothingness? Just, where you're like, ugh, just, ugh. 
picture like a uh, a very confused dude that looks like me, and you've got exactly what's going on right here. Um, so stripe. It's okay. Nope. It's not even. I thought they were on their eyes for some reason. It's just on the skin. I we. It's like chicken pox for adults. I'm so mad at myself right now. Yeah, I took care of some people with shingles at the hospital. Okay, well then you should have just told me, Brock, you're an idiot. No, for I some thought reason, this was more funny. For some reason, I always <laughs> thought shingles was on your eyes. I don't know why. I thought it was like rashy stuff on your eyes that kind of made them look like shingles. No. Well, Negative. Good sorry, shredder. guys. Anyways, so basically, I don't know if there's anything else we've got about Ananias to talk about tonight, but... Uh, He's baller. Read it for yourself. Tell them the verses again. Yeah, it's again, it's Acts 9, verses 10 through 18. Read it up. He's awesome. He's a cool dude. You know what? Just read all of Acts. You'll probably be enlightened. And I'm probably about Acts is a cool book. I'm probably I'm probably about to make a liar out of myself here. But within the next couple weeks, Austin and I are really gonna try to each individually put a blog post up. So you can like get some extra reading in too. So be watching for that on our website. It'll be coming up soon. We'll have another podcast before it's up though probably. So be listening for that. We'll let you know when to check it out. We'll put links on all our social media. Third annual. Oh yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Anyways, guys. I gotta break that stereotype. We, we hope you have a great week. I'm gonna stick with mine. So share this with your friends. Share with your granny. With your granny? Woo! And have a happy 4th of July. Celebrate America. Fireworks. Pew, pew. And anybody else that wants to celebrate America. I don't know. Let's just... We're out of here. Peace. Peace.